you're the only one in the house awake with a baby. And then the graphic shows looking out into the city and seeing a bunch of little other lights on in houses. And those are other moms up with their babies and how you don't feel so alone knowing that other moms are doing the same thing. Welcome back to another episode of Struggling to Spill Libraries podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Sabrina is joining us today to talk about a graphic novel called Mum Life. Hello, hello, yes. I don't even know if I should call it a graphic novel. I don't know what to call it, but that's the only word that's like came to mind. It's like an infographic describe. book. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it really is. Mum Life, witty and pretty musings on the truth about motherhood. The dun, truth. Dun, dun. That's right. Yeah. You're getting me here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty truthful, too. Does um, it focus mostly on like motherhood for young children or do the kids age to a certain point okay so it's interesting it kind of does both so okay. it's really kind of focusing on just like like mom life like it says like from baby to when they're older but you can tell her kids aren't quite at least i don't think totally grown i want to say her kids are probably like six or seven but she's definitely carried to like that age mm -hmm. you know but it is it's it's really fascinating because she really starts with like when they're babies and like what you're thinking and the dedication is to Hugo and Lenny. Sorry, I never filled in any of your baby books. This is for you instead, <laughs> which I love. I relate that. to That's that. Very cute, I haven't yeah. filled in Olivia's baby books and it's she's too much work. It's you've too got, much work. You've already got I the really, baby. I know. And yeah. then I even when I try to even start, I'm like, it's just too much for she's Damien's here, baptism. I made sure I had all of the photos and stuff like in a photo album for like from birth up until that point, which was a few months old. And then it's just his, you did all that work when he was so young. I did. And then it has since just like languished in a closet somewhere. I don't even know where I it mean, is. I mean, do you have other baby books besides to that age? No. Nope. 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 Okay. <laughs> just the first few Who months of yep. life. Let's be real. Um, I don't I don't even know if I can even remember the first few months of Olivia's life. Just you living know? in a fugue state, huh? Yeah. That's honestly, Jessa was back to work. Yeah. I was trying to figure out how to sleep deprivation. Yes, yeah, sleep yeah. deprivation is real. How to keep a baby alive. How to you keep made me alive. It. That's yeah. all that I know. Ten months. Yeah. I'm pretty proud. Yeah, I'm pretty proud. When when she asks, yeah. like, why didn't you keep a baby book? Which won't happen because she'll be born in the future. Basically, you can be like, I was too busy keeping you alive. Exactly. But look <laughs> at my plan. Instagram reel. That's right. You exactly. look at my Instagram. Exactly. I made a. I made a. What's it called? The thing where you save your reels to it. Oh, yes. A highlight. I made a highlight, highlight reel for you. For you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mum but life. Mum life. M-U-M yes. mums. M-U-M. Yeah. Yes. So I do believe she, Paula Kuka, is based in Australia. Mm -hmm. And so she put together, she's a landscape architect, but oh, also wow. like illustrator. Hmm. So she was doing these illustrations and she realized just how much they resonate with moms, which my goodness, I got a couple of pages into this and thought, wow, this is like totally my life right now. And then the more I read, I also got really teary eyed because I realized like, wow, Olivia's growing up and the things that bothered me so badly when she was two months old are like a thing of the distant past, mm -hmm. I feel like. And it just really made me feel seen and validated knowing that the sleep deprivation, like you said, Leslie, that I felt was dragging me down so badly is something everyone really feels. But also... I don't even know where to start. There were just so many parts of this book that I felt so connected to in a way that I wasn't expecting. My aunt actually, Aunt Cece, sent me this book and I got it in the mail and I was like, that's so nice for her. Let me send her a thank you. Like, I can't wait to read it. And I got so caught up taking care of my kid that I didn't get a chance to. And when I finally did with my little cup of ice cream after the baby was asleep and dad was at work, I just 
tears. They just came because <laughs> I was so comforted by not feeling like I was crazy anymore or that the experiences that I had were abnormal, mm -hmm. you know, like just knowing that everything was OK, you know. So I do have this question because Rachel and I sat down and reviewed a memoir about like kind of mom life in general, and it goes up to about age four. Okay. And our consensus after we talked through it was that some of those moments were so raw that we wondered if somebody going through that in real time would feel like they weren't escaping through reading like you know, yeah. they might need I'm going so, through it right now. So right. I'm not reading that one for a hot minute. So do you ever have any feeling that you're getting too much of the same by reading that graphic novel? I didn't I didn't get that feeling. Okay. No, I got more of like, wow, I'm not alone. She talks about how like when you get up over and over again in the middle of the night to feed the baby. And especially in those first few months, they wake up like every two hours to eat. And it's just like never ending. And if you're breastfeeding, you're the one providing the food so yeah. you have to be the one up and how like you feel like that light you're the only one in the house awake with a baby you know and then like the graphic shows looking out into the city and seeing a bunch of little other lights on in houses and those are other moms up with their babies and how you don't feel so alone knowing that other moms are doing the same thing that you're, it's totally normal so those raw moments where the sleep deprivation which was a huge problem for me or cope like I couldn't cope with sleep deprivation oh, it's very hard well. for everybody you're yeah. in survival mode yeah exactly knowing that other people you know, or going through the same thing, it made me feel less like it was never going to end. Like, well, those people made it and got out. Like, yeah, they kept going. It's going to get better. And so it was very comforting. And like, this that. does feel like the take that it has is a little more like thoughtful and supportive. Not yes. that that one wasn't. Oh, yeah. It just felt like that one was way more like silly and it was like, humorous, humorous musings. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I imagine maybe the humor aspect wouldn't be as appreciated if you were still going through it. Whereas this, even if you were going through it. You could maybe at least, like Sabrina did, cry a little bit and be like, I'm not alone. I'm not a <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a lot of humor in this, but mm -hmm. it's in a way that you just connect to. You're like, nah, man, it is hard. Like, this has been really rough. <laughs> like, they get it. Or they talked about, like, comparing your babies and how mm -hmm. you're always questioning, like, is my baby okay? You go to the pediatrician for those th every three-month checkups, and they're like, does your baby wave? Does your baby, you know, do gestures? Are yes. they pulling? And you're like, my baby, like smile today like what are you talking about waving you know and it's like there are these milestones mm -hmm. that they're always trying to get your babies to hit but babies are babies and yeah. you know they'll do anything that they want to at the age that they want to you mm -hmm. know so you putting them on this timetable can only cause more stress to you so kind of giving you a moment to like laugh about it a little bit then my favorite line i think you know from what i read was one thing is for sure your baby will always be the best at one thing and that's being your baby Aww. and that really resonated with me because olivia which is my little one didn't start crawling till she was almost 10 months old and all the other babies that had babies around like six and a half months that was how months. it was for damien too though by the way right see and like just knowing we both have very big babies we do and <laughs> it takes a lot for them to get going yeah but those four months of seeing like or three and a half months of seeing other babies doing all of the things that the pediatrician kept asking me is olivia doing yet was so hard but now i'm like it doesn't matter She's yeah. crawling everywhere. Yeah. She's like, I can't get her to stop. And it's like a whole new level of how do I figure out how to parent right now. And so like reading that, like, yeah, Olivia is amazing at being my baby. And that's what I, you know, like I need to resonate in that. And mm -hmm. the comparing to other, you know, parents or what do other parents think of me and my parenting? She talks about that a little bit, too. She had this little graphic where someone has like a pacifier on the ground and the other lady says, oh, is that your 
binky and she goes no my child doesn't take binkies and then she's like wait I didn't mean it as if like binkies are bad like my child just never took a binky and she goes into this whole rant yeah. of like trying to justify why she said like no my kid doesn't take a binky and it got all the way to back maybe if she had been formula fed and not breastfed perhaps she would have liked to be like just like <laughs> it's all of those things like you're like parents are always I yeah. feel like moms let me go back dads don't really care moms <laughs> are always trying to justify like their parenting yeah dads are just like it is what it is you know and you know even as the kids get older that doesn't go away Not i had bad. some i know i'm sorry my kid you know is now in first grade and in kindergarten he got a detention i didn't even know you could get detention in kindergarten, kindergarten? and so i started feeling like the world's worst mom like i carry this extra burden of shame because i was like oh my gosh like i'm i'm Every raising a I threat to society or oh, something no. but yeah <laughs> detention in kindergarten yeah, every time I go in, they're going to look at me and they're going to be like, that's that kid's mom. The one who earned a detention in kindergarten. It's hard to not feel the weight of like shame and expectations when stuff like that happens. From everyone, from like as like far as like friends and family, but like even going to the grocery store, you know, I remember reading in a mom group of babies who were born in January that she, her kid was screaming its head off. She was just trying to buy formula. She'd been going, there's a formula shortage Mm -hmm. for so long and now it's finally getting better, but she had gone to all these stores trying to find formula for the baby and she finally found one. She was at the checkout, self-checkout and she's like, mommy's trying, like mommy's trying with a newborn. She's like sitting there trying Mm -hmm. to rock a newborn and the lady goes, mommy's not trying hard enough if you're still crying. And, but that expectation and that thought process that you're going to get that from everyone Mm -hmm. is always looming. And so she jokes about it in in this book about how those people don't matter other people don't matter how you parent how you are in the moment with your kids is the only thing that matters Mm -hmm. it's the only thing your kid's gonna remember one day too like when they get older not in this newborn phase i'm praying or this young phase lydia won't remember all this all these crying through playing with books and and toys on the floor how i've spent a couple of weekends i feel like babies remember the general vibe of their first year so like you know if they were unhappy the whole time They'd probably remember that. But mm-hmm. generally, they're just going to be like, it was, I just, I just remember I love y'all. I just think one of my favorite memories from when my kid was little was all of the things that he would say incorrectly that were freaking adorable, oh, that you never wow. want to change. I mm-hmm. kind of wish that in the moment I'd written more of those down, but mm-hmm. yeah. you know, some of the ones I can remember are just every time I'm having a rough day, I just think back on stuff like that. And it just kind of gives me a little bit of warmth. Exactly. I, like, I like Legos being Yegos. Oh, yes. That's very fun. Do you want to play Yegos with me? Yeah. And you're like, of course. Damien <laughs> called all of the hotels Helltells. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know why, but it was really funny. It's great. I taught my niece when she was chewing to go, um, nom, 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 mm-hmm. Her mom didn't like that, but I thought it was very fun. Yeah, so that's what my, my sisters have taught Olivia how to well, go, <gasps> <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> and so Olivia will see you, she'll go, <gasps> and you're like, stop doing it. Like, I just walked in the room, and she's like, <gasps> <laughs> and you're like you're not oh, even yeah. scared you're just so happy but you're just this whole inhale mm-hmm. thing yeah so they they just find so much joy in, in yeah. getting a reaction you see and just as sitting here talking about our moments and like the <laughs> little things from like small children's lives I feel like that's what she's doing with this book yeah. is just creating this conversation that I don't think a lot of people are having organically or mm-hmm. like very often or they are having it but moms aren't always when they're young like the young Young mom, like the younger kids' moms, I don't know how to yeah, say that, yeah. Are, yeah. are not in the moment to have these, like, unless we are actually making efforts, you know, to have them. And so it's, yeah, it's comforting. 
it's like good to know that like these experiences are not just my own. Like mm-hmm. there are other people who've gone through this and that everything that's happening right now is not abnormal. Yeah. And that there are other women out there that are supportive and really care about mm-hmm. like making sure that moms that are in that messy moment feel seen and understood. Yes. Supported. I feel like that's the biggest thing, especially she talks about when she's going back to work, how hard that was for her because she and then she has a graphic about it, too. Like she's sitting at in a corporate life with her desk and, you know, her nice outfit and her mind is just like at home with like the kids, like thinking about are the kids okay or like things like that. And she talks about that struggle between like motherhood and like Mm -hmm. going back to work as well as what it's like to stay at home. And your, you know, dad comes home and he's like, how was your day? And she just starts like pouring out all of the things because she hasn't talked to another adult all day long. She's had like little kids, you know, Mm -hmm. and she just was craving human contact and like conversation. So it just overflows or, Mm -hmm. you know, she's been overwhelmed and he's like, how's your day? She just says fine. But the thought bubble is like, all of the things she did today, but she's so overstimulated from kids touching her and needing her and wanting her all day long that she's like, I can't think past one word right now, (laughs) you know, so. And then when you have pets too, it just feels like you're surrounded by more babies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it was really good read and I've already shared it with a couple of other people and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to pass it around. There's a lot of new moms at the library here, new moms coming around. So it'll be good. One of those books that, I'll pass probably on when they're about six, seven months in and be like, just when you have time, (laughs) flip through it. It does help, I think, that it's like a graphic novel almost because you get one, images are always so more visceral than words. Mm -hmm. Like it's much easier for your brain to process that, especially with like emotions on faces and things. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, when you have a busy life, sometimes it's too much to ask to give someone like a full novel and be like, I know your life is really hard. This book is actually about how hard your life is. It is 400 pages long. So So enjoy it. But you'll really feel supported when you read it. (laughs) Exactly. I just looked. This goes to like about, let's see, one... 50 and they're like little square they're pages. little square pages yeah and there's yeah. like every once in a while there'll be one or two columns you mm-hmm. know i just realized that when i opened it i came to a graphic where the banner says get your pre-baby body back and then it says no thanks and it talks about like all of the things that have gone here you know what the body has gone through and i remember feeling i should say words don't matter but words do matter they oh, do yeah. they do and i know that everyone says that they don't but I was four months postpartum and I saw someone that I had seen right when I was about to give birth to Olivia, right when I'm in the thick of being the biggest I've ever been. And she says to me, first thing, not how's the baby? How are you? Doesn't ask. She's like, wow, you look great now. Well, well, thanks. I gave birth to a 10 pound baby and um, I've been in the thick of it for three months three, four months, you know, but I carried that comment with me for weeks afterwards yeah. because I didn't feel great. I didn't feel like myself. I was still more than I'd weighed before the baby. Mm-hmm. I was still carrying th- issues and things, recovering from a C-section, like all those things. And to her, she felt like it was such a compliment, you know, yeah. like, oh, I really made that mom feel empowered, but it was the way she said it and the adding on the now, like I never yeah. felt more beautiful than I did when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. But then adding that, well, now you look great like wow like just the yeah. like the way new moms and i know you can say toughen up your skin get no, over no. It. you're wrong <laughs> but, like you go through so much to have a baby and then after the baby's born the first thing people say to you is how's the baby how's mom or how are you adjusting or my other favorite 
Is your baby sleeping through the night yet? My baby has never slept through the night until she was. And I just like I don't know. Let me pencil it into old. his calendar. Like I know. I keep asking him, but he keeps rescheduling. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's just the questions that yeah. that people ask, and she really touches on them, and they do feel like validating. This is the petty side of me. When Olivia was born, I just really didn't like the way people talked to me afterwards, and I didn't like the things that they said to me. So I started mm-hmm. making a list one night when my husband was on nights, and I sent it to him, and I said, I just have to get this all out. These are all the things that people have said to me in the last five days that Olivia has been alive Mm -hmm. on this side of my body that I absolutely hated. And they were things like, don't put that baby down or you better learn to put that baby down. You don't want her to get used to you. You have to learn to let her cry. Like all of these really horrible things. Oh, you better lose that weight. Like... Mm -hmm. All of these things that were just horrendous. And I held on to them for so long. And I was going to do something really malicious at Olivia's first birthday and read them all out to everyone. And be like, <laughs> Thank you for I love coming. that you've been sitting on this for a year now. I really have it. And I was like, I was going to read it all and be like, you guys should feel absolutely horrible. Like, you would never <laughs> say that to that one-year-old, but you said it to me within yeah. days of a, an extremely serious, like, event of my life and you're mm-hmm. just like dragging me down left and right yeah. one of them even was what color are her eyes i'm like well we don't know yet they're bl- they're blue at birth yeah. we'll find out she goes well we're praying for blue not brown I have brown eyes for those that are listening. I have brown they eyes. They look beautiful. Thank you. But just like all of these things. And I was really, really hanging on to that anger and hate. And mm-hmm. honestly, I was reading this book and I was just like, none of that shit matters. Like none of it matters. It is what it is. Olivia is a beautiful 10 month old baby crawling around at her first birthday. We'll celebrate her and I will just let all of those things go. But I mean, you but are I will t- all absolutely tell other moms how horrible people were to oh, me. Yeah. Well, especially because I feel like leading up to giving birth and then right after you feel so raw. Like to me, it Mm -hmm. felt like all of my nerves were exposed in my whole body just because the hormones are unreal. Mm -hmm. Hormones are untouchable. I still remember like when I was about getting close to my due date, like we're talking eight plus months pregnant. I was working at the library services desk and I had Mm. some woman come up to the desk and just look at me and be like, wow, you're huge. Just immediately. And part of me just wanted to be like, excuse me? Like, in what universe is that okay to say to anybody? Exactly. I don't care that I'm about to give birth. Like... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't feel like myself right now. And now you're making it worse. And, you know, my ankles were swollen up huge. Like, I could barely walk. I was having mm-hmm. to put them up every night. Like, you just, yep. you don't say that. I think you, I think it's fair to say that people who are pregnant or who have recently had a baby, you should assume they're not in a great mental state. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Even if they're having a great pregnancy. Probably so. They're still, their life has completely changed. Yeah. And even if their pregnancy is the easiest, pre- they wake up, they're literally no problems. Their life is incredibly different than it was a few months ago. Yep. And to be, to treat it as a joke is very like belittling. To or to even experience. point out the fact, like Leslie, you knew you were large. Yeah, I didn't like, need I reminding. Have need mirrors, thank you. <laughs> telling you that. Right? Like you're already telling yourself every time you walk back. Because I also was carrying like a huge baby. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I just don't understand, especially because a lot of it, I feel like, comes from women. Like, yes, not a lot of men. made by a woman. Yeah, not a lot of men are out here talking men about how know. big you are. They're like, they know <laughs> women's hormones. They know what to say. What They're to just say like, the I know part. this is not my place, so I'm just going to say good day, woman, <laughs> <my> lady. <laughs> Thank you for my books. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a beautiful day. <laughs> and a lot exactly. of it is women, and I don't know if it is 
because a lot of them are are women who have already had kids. I feel like a lot of women who don't have kids are just like, I don't know what to do. So yeah, have a good time. And I feel like maybe you get so separated from how it felt that you think you can just like, you're like, oh, I'm part of the club. I can say, I can say stuff and you'll be okay with it. And you Mm -hmm. forget that like, you forget how raw you are in those moments. Yeah. Like in those first few years, you know, I mean, Damien's seven, seven now, Olivia's 10 months. There's a lot of difference between your seven year old and a 10 Mm -hmm. month old, but you're still not that far removed from sleep deprivation and not having your body back for time or an extended amount of time after giving birth, especially if you're breastfeeding and things like that. And you're right. It is though. It often is, you know, the ones who are like, well, I went through it so I can say it yeah. or, you know, things like that. But and they're I, trying to be cheeky, but you're mm-hmm. like, no, this is not the time to be cheeky. Exactly. But I feel like people like Paula with her book, they're changing that narrative. Yeah. Like we're going to talk about it and we're going to acknowledge how freaking hard it is for moms mm-hmm. and how the expectations are never the same for dads. Are you going to go back to work after the baby's born? Are you going to stay at home with them? Are you going to stay at home? Yeah. Or are even you the conversation, breastfeed? are, are you, you babysitting your kids, like, to the yeah. dads? Like, really? Mm-hmm. Right. And exactly. I imagine if, I, I haven't seen it, but I I have a feeling that people are probably way more lenient with dads who have screaming babies than they are with moms with screaming babies. Oh, he's trying so hard. They talk about that. She yes. does have this in this he's book. He's trying. Yeah. They're like the mom, what, like, people see when moms are struggling versus what dads are struggling. Mm-hmm. She literally has a graphic in here somewhere for it, too. And I thought it was so perfect because it was like, if a dad, like, shows up to the park with, like, fast food and the kid, they're like, wow, way to get involved, like, taking the kids out for a picnic but if a mom shows up to the park with fast food they're like wow she couldn't cook something mm. like she couldn't pack a lunch like or a kid crying in the grocery mm-hmm. store line they're like wow he's got he's trying so hard the mom like control your kid like the yeah. way people talk about or even see parents when they struggle the difference between a father and a mother is very different yeah and it's moms are put on this pedestal like mm-hmm. they're magic and they have just infinite amounts of time patience and care we are magic but we don't have all that time yes <laughs> yeah trust me we are I magic don't... but not in an infinite way exactly. i don't memorize vaccination schedules or like extracurricular yeah. stuff mm-hmm. for the fun of it it's because right. somebody has to carry that knowledge yeah, exactly so. and yeah. society doesn't make dads do it and i, Imagine... I feel like there's a move towards yeah. it right now yes i definitely think that people are and there Trying. is a, a language change, you know, the whole babysitting your kids thing. You know, hey, when I asked Justin, can you watch Olivia this night? It's not because I need you to babysit. It's because I need someone to be home with her because I have other things yeah. I want to do. I'm not asking you to babysit. You can watch our kid. You're yeah. called parenting. I'm saying, right? are you going to be here tonight? If you're yeah. not, we need to figure something out because I'm also leaving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I need to know if you got work or if I've got work, like, because yeah. I've got things. Yeah. Now, I think you mentioned that the author is Australian. Yes, I do believe she's Australian. Do you see yeah. any like differences in the language apart from mum, obviously? Yeah. Like, mentions of prams? Is that Australian or is that British? I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't oh, it's carriage. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. She doesn't say that that I know of, yeah. at least. Like I said, a lot of it is graphics. So mm-hmm. there is that. Nothing really stands out too much. As... Were there any situations that felt different? Not as much, now that I think about mm-hmm. it. All of it felt very relatable. Yeah. Honestly. I think that's when you were saying that she was popular all over the world when she started posting these. Yeah. I think that's something that is so I'm trying to flip through telling about the experience of being a mom because a lot of countries like treat motherhood very differently, but they there do. are always yeah. gonna be these like through lines that no matter what country you're in, you're like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't see anything too different other than mum mummy. Like that's okay. a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like Peppa Pig where they talk about getting petrol. And exactly. now you've got a whole bunch of like exactly. two year olds speaking with these strange almost British accents. And but... then going to preschool, like <laughs> and then they're trying to be like, Why is your kid doing this? And you're like, I don't know. And then you realize it's because of TV. Because of Peppa Pig. Yeah. And then you get to explain like, well, they just really like Peppa Pig. So and you're like, oh, you let them watch that much Peppa Pig, huh? And you're <laughs> like, you're like, they see one episode a day and I'm sorry that they like mimicking. I'm sorry they like, like to mimic. <laughs> yeah. No, I just flipped through it, you know, obviously not reading any like too much into detail, but everything is looking mm-hmm. just very relatable. It's also very well organized. I will say this about this book, like everything flows so nicely mm-hmm. and her designs are just really exquisite i don't know how they're digital designs obviously but like yeah. i love the way that they look they're easy to understand they're very like minimalistic yes but also like. carrying so much like mm-hmm. she has such a way with art like and it kind of even reminds me of those like really appealing like not exactly chiclet but you know some of the newer romance covers and stuff yes. like the illustrated that. Yeah. Covers, yes yeah. that's a good way of putting it's it. really clean but appealing yeah. Oh, well, he has an English accent. Is his dad British? Yes. Okay. I don't know what that means. I'm uh, sorry. I was still trying to see if they had anything different. But I was just really. curious. Can yeah. I see that one? Yeah. Oh, Thomas the Tank Engine. So yes. yeah. his dad isn't British. They watched Thomas the Tank Engine and he picked up the accent. We were literally That's what just, it was. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. The connection yet. I was That's trying so to get funny. there. Yeah. That we, that we oh, went. Oh, for the kid. I couldn't get that. And she just lies and says his dad is British. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> See, mom brain, I'm just a little slow. No, it's so funny that you flipped to like the perfect Something we've already talked, we talked about. Oh, do you even lift? And it has like her lifting up two kids. <laughs> Jamie, like our director made that comment to me one time. You know how arms always get so much more buff after having kids. Olivia weighs like 25 pounds. Oh, I had and gorgeous she's... arms for a while when I was having to carry Damien. Oh. My friend, I went to visit her when her firstborn was a little under a year old. And he was also a tall boy, a lanky boy. And she was like, I'm going to I'm gonna get our dinner ready. He's like, can you can you hold the baby? He doesn't like to be set down for too long. He likes to see what we're doing, yeah. all that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, of mm-hmm. course, like you're making dinner. Like, of course I can do that. And I held that baby 10 minutes in. I was leaning against the counter like, oh. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> my arms. I'm like the baby is on the counter and I'm just in front of it. Like, yeah, sorry, like, I can't. please don't fall forward. I can't. I can't hold your baby anymore. I'm so weak. And she was just like, yeah, it happens. <laughs> you you get you get used to it. And there's this one time where like they just grow so fast that mm-hmm. like they almost double in weight really quick. And you're like, oh my gosh, like it just happened so quickly. None of your clothes fit you anymore. Or at least this was my experience with a Yeah, no, that happened with Damien. In fact, I had this constant semi-rational fear that he was going to outgrow all of his clothes overnight and then just have to be naked for a day because I didn't have the next size up. So That was Olivia with shoes. I went to put her shoes on her today and the shoes that I put on her yesterday that fit fine did not fit her today. Ooh. Yeah. She also slept for like sense. 12 hours last night. Her, so I her think parents are tall, tall, tall. So yeah, she's got tall. a lot to we make up are, for. We are tall. <laughs> Nonetheless, I really liked this read. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I liked being able, like the casualness of it. Like you said, we don't have a lot of time in our lives as moms. So being able to just flip through it. And I feel like I found something new every time I have. But I really liked it. It was really good. Well, and you said. Thanks, Aunt <laughs> And you said probably better for people who are like six months post. I would say good six okay. months. 
yeah get a little a little, a little wiggle room a little wiggle room <laughs> also like i feel like the first three months and leslie you, you jump in at any time the first three months i literally don't remember like well like it it's a blur like i know january february and march happened my baby was born in january by the way so january february and march happened mm -hmm. but i really don't feel like i came out of it until like almost may oh yeah, yeah. it was a blur but. of exhaustion i have like one or two core memories one of them exactly. was like the core second memories. night mm -hmm. i brought damien home i he'd woken up so i went to go take care of him like change his diaper feed him and i finally got him all re-swaddled and was trying to carry him back to his crib and in my sleep deprived state i crashed into the door and woke him up and had to start the process over again <laughs> oh no yes oh yeah it's like the, the i could cry for you right now <laughs> realizing that how how hard that is olivia now she can pull herself up so we had to lower her bed and she was would not go down for a nap yesterday mm -hmm. six plus hours awake finally crashed in someone's arm because we have family in town and i was like i'll transfer her to her crib and her crib's too low so she had about an inch that i just oh, had to like no. just let her go a little bit further on her own and immediately immediately like, awake <laughs> and i was like oh my god no. and why is it when they fall asleep for like three seconds suddenly yeah. it resets the timer it's exactly it's, it's like it was a three second power nap <laughs> she was up the rest of the evening till bedtime yeah it did not it's work it's the worst it really is like i make cry just thinking about it but i'm telling you the sleep deprivation it does get better they do sleep through the night one day i promise it just takes a while <laughs> a really long while but yes all righty highly well, recommend thank you so much for bringing us what i think would also be a really good gift as you kind of alluded oh, yes. to to newer yeah. moms so mm -hmm. and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations bye